0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny
1: Connell, back to throw versus a gentleman.
0: He's pass, his tight end. And Raja Bell.
2: Bell has got 10, 22
0: for Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man, he can't guard me.
3: Welcome to Off the Bench Super Bowl Edition. This is the recap for us. Uh, my man Debo's holding it down in Philly for us. I'm leading with Debo and not Raja Bell today Yay. because he is the celebration. He's up in Philadelphia. How's it going, my man?
1: It's awesome. It's it's better. <laughs> that better. was a deep
3: pause. Like a, 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 a oh my goodness, pause. have
1: you slept at all? Uh, about an hour, but. It's better than expected. I waited a long time for this one and the whole city did, so it's, it's pretty sweet right now. I so don't need sleep. A little, dude, were you at a bar? Did you Where'd you watch a game, right? No, I just, I just wanted to watch at home with family where I've watched hundreds of games with my dad and brother that have watched hundreds of games with me, so it was really special. Really awesome. Did you guys cry. Uh, yeah, you'll see videos later, Hannah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I saw a couple Snapchats of you just like talking to yourself, you were like, wait, what'd you say? <laughs>
3: That's our anyway. boy Debo up in Philly, <laughs> our producer. That's Hannah Ostopchuk, uh, as always, joining us. Uh, this is our Super Bowl edition. We're going to do a bunch of Super Bowl stuff. We're going to get everything, every angle of the game covered. We'll do our reaction to Pink, JT at halftime. We'll have our um, latest updates from the NBA as the Cavs continue to struggle. But it was all about the Eagles in Super Bowl 52.
2: Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles.
0: He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around
1: and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles
3: are Super Bowl champions. All right. So it was a crazy game. It lived up to the hype. I mean, I feel I feel like we've been so spoiled as sports fans because in for the last couple of years, like last year's game, it felt like a dud. But then the uh, Falcons blew the lead. The Patriots come back. College football. We've been getting great games like the sport of football as much trouble as you might think it's in. Man, the championships have been unreal. And last night was no different. Back and forth. You thought it was going to play out as the evil, you know, Patriots dynasty was just going to come back as always. But the Eagles were not having it
0: fly. Eagles fly. And the celebration was on. It was on. They were ready. Um, It was it's the way I like to watch football. I like I like to see high high scoring, you know, up and down offensive games. Um, And I you know, I I'm sure everyone's doing it this morning. But we spoke about what had to happen from an Eagles perspective offensively last week. Um, and that was Doug Peterson and Nick Foles both being like pedal to the metal and Mm -hmm. we're going to be ultra aggressive. Uh, we're not going to hamstring or handcuff him. Let him go out there and feel like he owns this game. Put it in his hands and see if you can do it. And, and kudos to them. They did it and, and they rallied around him. I mean, he threw some phenomenal balls. He had some balls that he dropped in windows, but there were also some really big catches. Um, you know, some scrambles after, you know, after he broke contain and, and, and was out on the edge and some guys coming back making big plays on third down. So, I thought it was a really cool storyline, and the execution of the offensive game plan from the Eagles was exactly what it had to be.
3: Yeah, there wasn't much defense played, and <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with it. Like I thought, there was just two offenses, two quarterbacks specifically, because Brady as it was yeah. fantastic. He threw for 505 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. There were no turnovers. As much as we talked about pressuring the quarterbacks and pressuring Tom Brady they didn't get to him that much except when it mattered one time one time, one time and they were right. able to get the strip sack to seal the game. Uh, but I'm with you. The quarterback play was phenomenal. And I thought Doug Peterson, and this is kind of the way I felt going into the game was that they loved, they flourished in this underdog role. And I felt like it allowed them to play loose. Like they were like, Hey, we're not supposed to win this game. Nobody thinks we can knock off this dynasty. And if we are going to, We're going to be aggressive and they did that from the get go on the first drive of the game when they came out throwing it almost every down. They were taking shots down the field to going forward on fourth and one when right before the half and everybody was like, Oh, what are they doing? And then, oh, they just ran the same play that the Patriots ran before and Brady (laughs) dropped the ball and Nick Foles caught it. It was, it was phenomenal from, from the Eagles perspective from them to be able to close that out. Let me ask them when, when it can't, when it, when it went, when they had the lead, I felt confident the whole game. Like right. I just felt like the, the, I felt like the Eagles were going to be okay. I just felt like we had seen it too many times. The Patriots come back, and I just felt like they, once they got that lead, they would seal it. Were you? What was your thought process as you were walking, watching it,
0: and then the Patriots come back and take the lead? Did you think, uh oh, the Eagles are going to choke? I didn't think they were going to choke, but I thought that what wound up happening was going to happen, which was Tom Brady was going to have the ball back in his hands. Yeah. With an opportunity, and and you wouldn't have enough of it. What was the lead at that point when he got it back with two minutes and twenty seconds to go? Was it, uh, five. What was it? A, t- a touchdown wins it, right? Yeah, yeah, so five. I think that's right. I was like, damn, you're, they're going to get it back. He's just going to cement whatever legacy is left to cement. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to do it. And I just thought it was really fitting that you know we talked about them getting pressure all week, and they really they couldn't do it, and they muster up one one rush. And the guy they interviewed him. I I don't. What was his name? Do you know his name? Which one? The, the the one who got the strip sack on Brady. Oh, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. They, they, you know, they asked him about it, and he detailed what happened. And he was talking about, you know, bull rush in the center of the whole game, and this time he like he ripped him and he went, and it was it was pretty cool that that one play sealed it. But I, to your point, to your question. I was worried that they gave him the ball back with too much time. And he it what he did. <laughs> that was the
3: most nervous I was the entire game was when there was 220 left on the clock. Cause I thought, and by the way, Doug Peterson, his quote after the game, you win Super Bowls by being aggressive. When you're conservative, you go eight and eight. And yeah. I love there that mindset. I lo- and he was an unlikely story. Like I, he was coaching high school football eight years ago. That's fantastic. Like it's insane. Um, but, uh, to your point, 220 left in the game, that was the most nervous I was because I, I thought, the Eagles, but this again goes there. I thought they might try to milk the clock and start running it a lot more and try to kick a field goal and, you know, just kind of win the game late and let the clock go to zero. Like try to play it, but to their credit, they didn't settle for the field goal. They're like, nope, we're going to go score. And they didn't mind. And the defense came up big when they had to. Um, it, it was just the back and forth nature of the game. And I, this really was what undid the Patriots from week one. Remember week one? They got smoked by the Chiefs, and we were talking about the defense, the defense. Man, this defense, they're not that good, and they weren't that good. They were awful all season long from in between the 20s, right? They buckled it down in the red zone, and they were better in the red zone, but their their a downfall was the defense, and that was, again, was their biggest problem, which – kind of it, it finally their weakness came back to haunt them in the
0: end you know what bothers me a little bit if i'm being honest that ben don't break is all i heard like you're still a bad defense right like, right. you bend don't break i mean like some of that could be coincidence that you just you, you you don't give up a lot of points if you're giving up the most yards in the nfl you don't just get to flip a switch and say ben don't break right no like, like that's not the way it goes and so i think you know to your point like that it's what went down last night you saw a bad defense um Get shredded like Nick, Nick Foles. You know, it took me back to my days with Mike D'Antoni a little bit. Nick Foles, it's clearly been, you know, miscast. I think what happened to him with, with Jeff Fisher speaks more to Jeff Fisher than it, than it does to Nick Foles. I think, you know, 27 season and, and, uh, you know, what he's going to do when he comes in this year. But it took me back to my days with Mike D'Antoni and the psyche between or between the relationship between a player and his coach, right? And when, when a player could be in a fragile situation and a coach like a Doug Peterson or Mike D'Antoni, who's ultra player friendly um, and what they do to make you feel confident and secure in your role. And so I had a night, uh, you know, I was 0 for 10 in, in, in like Oklahoma City. And I was you know, I wasn't known to just gun the ball. And so Mike came over to me and he told me I got to shoot the next one. Or he was pulling me out and he sat down with me and said, listen, you're 40 percent shooter. He was like, you want 0 for 10 tonight? You know, the probability that the next eight, nine you shoot are going in is very, very high. And you come out tomorrow night and you light it up again. Without that conversation, I might not do that. But I went eight for nine the next night in the Staples Center. Yeah. And and just the conversation that he was able to have with me and the faith that he showed in me, you know, allowed me to kind of have that confidence in myself if I were to be lacking in it. He, uh, in I thought,
3: because look, everybody and their brother jumped off the Eagles bandwagon from from a couple different times. One, the minute Carson Wentz went down, everybody's like they're done, their season's right. over. Then. If they didn't jump off and then, they jumped off after the regular season finish, and you had the two starts with Nick Foles, it, the last two starts, because he started a few games, but the last two starts when he was atrocious, everybody then said, oh, they're done. They're going to get bounced. Everybody, except not all of us, everybody <laughs> said they're going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. They're right. done. But Peterson never let up. And I thought, the only, the one way, because I was, I, when I was talking about the games, we've talked about it all week, we all did, was... How does the game start for Nick Foles? I was a little bit worried 10 about him. ten right? Uh, eleven but, uh, for eleven. But if you notice the play design, and Chris Collinsworth actually did a good job on this. A lot of RPO. A, a lot of RPOs, but there was a quick pass early, and the way he was surveying the field, he was not overwhelmed one bit. I thought it was a really cool story well, of
0: him too. That speaks to the, I mean, the O line. You gotta give oh, to the O
3: line. Both, like, both, both, both of, of them. Yeah, the quarterbacks didn't get touched. But like I feel they didn't like, get hit hard at all. I
0: feel like if one of them needed more protection to be successful sure. last night, it was probably Nick Foles. I mean Nick right. Foles, right? Just for confidence. Like for Brady you sure. don't like to be hit, but for sure. What what does this mean? What I'm left begging the question I asked it last week. Like what does this mean for Nick Foles now? I get that Philly fans are going to like there's gonna be a statue of Nick Foles up yeah. one day, but the job goes back to Carson Wentz. I'm not gonna not arguing for that, but what does it mean for Nick Foles? Like, I don't think he's a backup quarterback in the oh, NFL. Oh, he's a
3: starter. He's but see, here's the thing: he's only gonna be good as the players you put around him and the system that he's in, and he's right. got to get a good coach. And that's where I think, and to, to talk about Jeff Fisher uh, and the other places he's been he's got to get good coaching and a system that utilizes his pinpoint accuracy like that's that's his biggest thing and it is, it is life is so much about being in the right place at the right time yeah. and even more so in sports like getting into a system that fits your skill set getting with a coach who knows how to pull the right strings and mentally how to prod you and not go too far and ruin your confidence yeah. and i thought like, I think Chip Kelly, one of the reasons he moved on from Foles is because Foles isn't a fiery guy. Like, I don't think he's – a uh he's not Brady. He's out there, let's effing go, and, right. you know, chewing out guys. He just is very calm. He's very confident, but he's quiet, and a lot of coaches don't like that. So I think if he goes to the right place – so I think with the – and it'll be really interesting because I think he's got one more year left on his deal, right, Debo, You probably know that's yep. the Eagles guy. He's got yep. one more year left on his deal. But I think you could do a sign-and-trade for him, but do you do that? Or do you restrict him to his contract – I think you're probably best if you're if you're the Eagles and you're Howie Roseman. I think you're looking at it saying, "Do we?" And as, as great as Nick Foles was for you, do you want him still looming in the shadow? question. When Carson Wentz come back, so when you can get, you probably get a first round pick for him. Easy, yeah. maybe a couple. Because I would, I would say Nick Foles is absolutely he should be a better commodity than Jimmy Garoppolo was for the Patriots. I'm selling high, absolutely I'm selling high. Cause... So take some, take what you can get. And I think everybody would understand, but as far as Eagles fans, yeah. and if, let's just say Carson Wentz comes back, comes back from his ACL, and the first four games they're two and two, and he's struggling a little bit because he's not a hundred,
0: you know, he's still kind
3: of getting his way back Eagles in. Eagles
0: fans will turn their backs <laughs> on <laughs> right. Carson Wentz.
3: So that's why you don't want Foles kind of looming in the shadows. Put all your faith in your, in your, in your future, right. and go ahead and get something while you can okay. for Nick Foles. But I I, to your question, I think he's absolutely a Super Bowl quarterback. One of the biggest surprises to me in the game, Bill Belichick, being very un-Bill Belichick-like, I thought he I thought he made a couple bad decisions in the game. I thought one of them was Malcolm Malcolm Butler not playing, benched in the game. I thought that was him being too cute. Hey, I can find somebody to go play. Anybody can do this in that game where they got shredded by Nick Foles. Maybe if you would have had a uh, one of your starters playing. And I don't know if there was something that happened off the field. Maybe there's something we don't know about. Right. But I thought Belichick just got too cute in a lot of situations throughout the game where he was out coached by Doug Peterson, which you never would have thought being one of the greatest coaches of all time.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. I think, you know, it's kind of like that tiger effect. You know, tiger beat a lot of people because everybody was scared to death of tiger. Yeah. And he looked over at him when, you know, when they're walking up the, the, the green on, on, on eight, on, on 18 and he's like, there's no way. Like I see it in his face. Yeah. I think part of that is Bill Belichick knew, like, Doug Peterson was not running from that. Like, he could tell early, Doug Peterson's here to play. Yeah. It puts a little level of pressure on you. Like, I'm not saying Bill Belichick folded under that pressure, but it puts a little bit of pressure back on you. Like, okay, he ain't getting conservative. Uh, we can't guarantee that we're going to get this ball back. They are, they're, they're continuing to put pedal to the metal. I want to know, you know, what happened with the Malcolm Butler thing. Like, I, I I want, because if Bill Belichick. You know what Butler
3: said after the game. What did he say? His quote. F it,
0: <laughs> except
3: he went ahead and said it. It is what it is. They gave up on me. And yep. I think if, well, and you do feel that way. And if, if everybody in that, like, he there's played something 98.8% of the yes, snaps this year. There's something to be said, too. And I get it. Everybody's expendable. I get the Belichick doesn't resign the guys that get paid. But there's something to be said inside that locker room when the defense looks around and says, what? He just benched one of our starters Dude. Like what? before the biggest game of our life. That's messed up. Like, I, and I don't know how. The, I don't know. I'm not in the ins and the outs of the locker room, but I can imagine some of those players on that defense That's, are yeah. saying, "Man, there are, are we res- sure
0: we want to do that?" There's some resentment in that. In, in, in that locker room, like that guy. And I, I don't. Like, I didn't use that number. Like he played and yeah. those defensive snaps. He played more than 95% of the snaps. Oh yeah. That he was supposed to play. Like so, when you subtract some, and granted. Like, Malcolm Butler didn't have, like, he wasn't phenomenal this year. Their whole like, defense like, sucked. Exactly. You know, like, it right. wasn't just on him. And so, I, you know, look, you you said it best. Like, you get a little too cute. There's no way. David Griffin said something to me once, like, and it was, he, he, I, I got to Cleveland. I'm one of those guys that, like, I like to be, like, I like to argue with you. I like to, like, you, you know, we want to get into it. And he said, sometimes you got to decide whether you want to be right or you want to win. Right. You know, and, right. and Bill Belichick, maybe you just wanted a little bit too much to be right in this scenario. Like, right. I've learned, I learned from Griff. Like, I, I want to win. Yeah. So I'll bend a rule here or there. I'll do what I got to do to win. Provided he didn't do something um, egregious. Uh, yes, that is against all rules in your locker room or all rules in your organization. If it's something short of that, you right? To win. It's he's a free. He's
3: a free agent, so I think it's safe to say he's not going to be yeah. back for the Patriots. Gronk was pretty quiet in the first half, and so, so I was nervous. Because I was very bold on the Eagles. I was bullish on the Eagles so yeah. whole, throughout the whole game. I'm like, once they got the lead, I'm saying they're not going to blow it. This isn't going to be like every other storyline. The Eagles are going to close this one out. Opening dry, And so I told you I was a little bit nervous when it was 220 and Brady yeah. had the ball in his hands. I was a little bit nervous. When they came out, the Patriots came out, first drive, second half, went to Gronk like five times. Ugh. It was bam, right down the field. I was like, uh-oh, that was the adjustment that they made was just throw it to Gronk Grop. every single time. Because they the Eagles did a really good job in that first half. Phenomenal, shutting down Gronk. But Gronk was pretty much in the last drive of the game, when they and then the Hail Mary, they tried to go to him. But I thought the Eagles did a pretty good job of getting physical with him, keeping a body on him, and for whatever reason – Because Brady usually can even make those throws, and Gronk still makes those plays. And he had the touchdown catch, which was phenomenal. But Gronk was pretty quiet in that one, too. I thought it was interesting, after the game, and I'm going to see if Debo can dial up this audio, Gronk talking about his possible retirement.
0: But, I mean, I'm definitely
3: going to look at my future, for sure. I'm going to sit down the next couple of weeks and uh, see where I'm at. So, But that was Gronk talking about his retirement. I thought that was a little bit... Of an inside look into possibly the entire Patriots dynasty that if Gronk – because I think Gronk is the type that would be, yeah, I'm back. There's no way I'm retiring. And for him to put just a little bit of doubt saying I have to think about it, I wonder if all these pieces, the the key pieces, Belichick, right. Brady, Gronk, because those are the three biggest pieces. I wonder if there is a chance. And even Brady – talked about his retirement as well he was not not decisive of i am coming back which i think could be revealing i don't know if these players are going to be back for the Patriots. is there really honesty. a
2: chance that gronk isn't going to come no. back? no i don't think so
3: he's
0: but 28 all right so he, here he's a football player he looked look first half he was really sluggish yep second half he was machine yep like he he's coming back but i think i look he's been what gets lost a little bit in, in talking about Gronk is how many injuries he sustained. Exactly, right. I mean, He's a banged-up dude. He takes mm-hmm. a lot of punishment. And,
3: and he had the concussion, yeah. which yeah. was a really bad one for him because he's been hit a lot in the head, but he's never been knocked out cold the way he was in that game and had to be taken from the game. Right. Players now are more aware of concussion-related issues after football than they ever have been. And for a lot of them, I feel like it's, hey, if I make this amount of money, I'm done. It's not worth it. And Gronk definitely has that amount of money left. But I don't even know if it would be the concussions as much as it would be the totality of every single injury that he's been through. Like uh, they showed when they showed the replay of the Hail Mary um, after the game was over and he he was running down the field. They isolated him running down the field. Did you see how RoboCop did you see? But did you see how like lumbering Like he's not. It's kind of crazy when you think about how effective he is. Because he was, like, kind of limping. It was a terrible-looking run. He, like, swatted somebody out of the way. and he was. yes. So I don't – and if Gronk doesn't come back, like, that's Brady's boy. I'm with you. If I had to put money on it, I'm saying Gronk is back. Brady, I think, is back too. He's made it very clear, even though he expressed a little bit of doubt. Belichick, somebody said, and I'm not sure if this is 100% confirmed, said he went out and grabbed a piece of the turf, like, after the game. Like, as he was walking Snuck off. Snuck it in his pocket. Yeah, I don't know. If that's, like, that could Why? be, like, a little memento keepsake after his Snuck last game. Snuck it in game. his hat boxes. Were Maybe. Going no. I, again, if you had me to put money on it, I feel like everybody will take a deep sigh. Of, you know, just let's take a breath. In a week or so, they'll come back, and you'll get Kraft in a room, Brady in a room, and Belichick in a room. They'll hash it out. It'll they'll have fine. all their issues. Maybe Belichick says, I didn't like the Tom versus time. I didn't like this. Uh, and maybe they'll all set it back, and they'll say, "Look," and I, actually, I think the loss might help them because I think it'll drive them more. It'll make them the, the competitive, pissed off side. That's a good we'll point. We'll say, "I want to come back." We've and got prove something to, to prove now. Yeah, because got... everybody wants to go out on top. You don't want to go out as a loser. Yeah, right. and that's that's why I think Brady's come back for sure.
2: I don't think he Brady is coming back as a loser, no matter what.
3: Right, right. I like think,
2: I really I mean there's no way he's already. know
3: what happened? I
2: know. Uh,
0: yeah,
3: there what you go. Know, what? Who is I this know, person? It's
2: not like I still like him. You know, I was watching like before the Super Bowl even started, there was this special on Brady, and it was him talking, and I was like, I was sitting there with my dad, who you know like do told it. me to hate Brady don't from the beginning it. of
0: don't my birth. Don't you dare and do we it. We
2: were like, you know, he really is like. The best at like he's the best guy and then he said <sighs> something he was like he was so cocky he was so cocky right before and yeah. i was like
3: oh you yeah, got it right
2: I, <laughs> I was like yeah i, you, I hate this guy. you have to and i
3: know you hate him but you should hate watch it you need to watch tom versus time you know I it is really good
2: somebody tweeted like when there was like you know, right at the end of the game, they were like, one would call this Tom versus time. And yes. I, loved <laughs> that. Tom.
3: I still <laughs> contend that Al Michaels trolled him a little bit at the very end of the game when he said time has run out on the Patriots. I thought that was a subtle troll. I don't know if it was that calculated. Le- no, I loved it. But-
0: let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How cool was it, though, that like the one play that you could say was left on the table for the for the Patriots? One play that was left on the table was, was the catch that he couldn't make going down the sideline. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. It was that's so right. bad. Like,
2: What was, he looked, he looked like crap. He, he, he left, left out a receiver. I know. Why didn't you just keep running? Why leaping air? That's I guarantee. All right.
3: So I've ran that play. He my so my girls, did. we were talking, I was watching with my family. My parents were over, my girls were over, and one of my um, nephews said, Hey, have you ever caught a pass? Have you ever ran that play? And we had it in. When I was a senior at Florida State versus Virginia, which is a game we lost, and we called it. Warwick Dunn was the running back. It was kind of a throwback. He the threw a lot of balls, didn't he? Like a little in his bit, day? yeah. yeah. So Coach Bowden was loving, right. loved to call him. And I, we we ran it in the game, and of course they knew what type of athlete I was, so they had him <laughs> well covered. So he actually didn't throw it to me. But the and this is because you're not a, you're not a receiver. Right. Your biggest fear as the quarterback in that situation is you're going to get lit up because uh, now you're not a quarterback. Now right, you're a you're receiver. A game. And I felt like Brady, and it's really hard because your eyes. Normally, when you're a quarterback, you have the peripheral. You can kind of feel the pressure around you. you Know, But you're out of your element when you're out in space. And you know you're a receiver who can get, bam, lit lit up. I felt like Brady because you're looking at the ball. You're looking back. I felt like he was worried he about
0: was like getting hit. He took yes. like a ballerina so. leap. Absolutely, yes. it was he so did. fantastic. <laughs> he like ballerinaed into it. It yeah. might have scored too. It was wide <laughs> open.
2: But then there was a there was a play shortly after that where he ran and he also looked extremely unathletic. Well, yeah, he's oh, not, he's, yes, not. he's not. He's not going He run. ran a five
3: uh, yeah. three at the combine. He is not an athlete. I watched that
0: video the other day. It's, a, it's, it's, it's
3: embarrassing. Fantastic. Oh yeah, it's awful. Which kind of? Roger you have to watch that. You have to watch that. Right. It's insane how how good he is with being as unathletic as he is. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, one last thing I want to get to on that. Did you, what'd you guys think of the catch, no catch stuff? Because I thought they were, I thought the first touchdown where, who was it, who was it Debo that caught it? Uh, was it Corey, Corey Clement? Clark? yep. Well, who was kind of bobbling the ball. I thought that one was a little bit iffy, but I thought it was a catch. And I thought, but that, but then the second one where Ertz scored, I thought that Collinsworth and Michaels talked about it too much i thought they were debating it too yeah. much i was like that's a touchdown yeah he I, caught I, it it was very
0: clear he took three steps yes. and then dove towards the end zone. i was like they were championing the cause of getting the, the this catch rule like fixed this i year, thought right? so it like was so an agenda if,
3: so if shooters get gun shy right if you get scared to shoot i thought that michaels and collinsworth got a little bit so concerned about the rule and getting it right and, right and right about calling it. it right that they wanted to cover every aspect of it that they ended up blowing it, but like, and they they put too much time into it. I mean, Chris it.
0: Collinsworth was was pretty adamant that that second one wasn't a catch. I know. So I was like, that's more. Me, that's clearly a catch. Me too. But I think all of that goes to how bad the
3: NFL has screwed up this rule. Yeah. The fact that they the announcers who you know Collinsworth, a receiver for you know in the NFL, can't even figure it out. They've got to do something.
0: Speaking of rules, I was I really love the fact that those refs were able to swallow their whistle a bit last night. Yes, I did. loved it. I loved it. Like yeah. I, I, you know what, I hate I hate that like thirty yard like ball down the field where both players are like bumping and grinding for the ball. And, yeah. it, and it's a 30, it's a pen. Uh, what is it? pass interference? Yeah. and they get 30 yards. I hate that. Like in a game like this, let them play, let them wrestle it out. It took Even, care of itself.
3: Absolutely. Loved it. Loved that they let them play. All right. So it was a phenomenal game. Maybe one of the best of all time. I hate doing the ranking best games of all time, Aww. you know, like because I it, I get it's what we do, right. and every debate show that's on TV is going to say, them? We're gonna no, rank we don't, them. no, we're right. not going to rank them because I don't like it. I okay. think it's one of the greatest games I of all time. I thought you were leading me up. No, you no, didn't I like wouldn't it, do that. Too. We no, I, it do it. If I say, I thought it was just a great game. and No matter who, if you, if our boy Debo's loving it. Debo, were you looting last night?
1: No, I, I would rank it the best of all time. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, of course, and it should be
3: to you. But back to, were you, were you climbing grease poles? Were
1: you? Yeah, you didn't see me on there. I, I sent you a, a DM. That's me up there setting fires, oh. looting stores, looting wawas. I gotta protect yeah. myself. That wasn't me for any legal purposes. Did anyone peep Kevin Hart? getting
0: like they were keeping his little behind off that stage at all costs. He was so salty. Did you see that? Yes,
3: and then he
2: dropped the f bomb and then walked away. That's what I want to try to see
0: if Debo can fall. uh, If Debo,
3: if you can find the audio of him on NFL Network after the game, he did drop the f bomb. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, you got to listen to it. He
2: realizes he did it and then was like, "Oh, I hope this is an example of what we can do. We gave a fuck. Oh, uh, uh... uh, oh, oh." (laughs) Oh he gotta go <laughs> And then put the mic down and walked away. fantastic.
3: And he also <laughs> said, Excuse me, I have been drinking, you gotta excuse me. I actually saw now, everybody everybody knows it. So when I was on Radio Row last week, he was at the Mall of America's and walked by with about ten security guys. And I know the security guys were big. He is tiny. And everybody knows he's tiny, but you don't realize how tiny he is yeah, until you, you really it. see it. He is a tiny dude. Alright, so let's get some fun stuff. JT. Justin Timberlake
2: halftime Hannah. Guys. Rate it. I'm still glowing. I don't think I've ever gone that long without blinking. I was drooling at one point. Baby. Like, all of it, it was so phenomenal. It was so – and I love that he made it very family-friendly. Yeah. There was no sexiness to it. I love – A little I thought bit of
3: sexiness. I was kind of okay, like my played, daughter.
2: He played little. sexy back for like a minute. Yes, yes. But, like, the dancers, was okay everyone that. was really well-dressed. Like, there, there was nothing that was, like – I agree. Over the top dramatic. It was just a classic good performance. That, like, that is why Justin Timberlake is the GOAT. I yeah. just thought it was so good.
0: I, I, look, I, you know how I feel about the music situation. Like, I couldn't name five Justin Timberlake songs, but uh, I, enj- I enjoyed the performance. I did. I enjoyed the halftime performance. I thought. The choreography was really good. Like some of that stuff he was doing, like when he had the mic stand there. Yeah. Like that stuff was dope.
3: I uh, was I, thinking like I was yeah. going to say what's more impressive, Brady at 40 playing the way he is or Timberlake at 37 dancing the way he is. Oh, yeah.
2: Timberlake's going to do that until he croaks. Like yeah. I, I, he's really going to be yeah, doing it was that. Cool. And it I was love cool. that Fallon introduced him. I thought yeah, that was yeah,
3: great. That was kind of, their oh, I love their bromance. No, yeah, but it's, it's NBC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, NBC. it tied in perfectly. Right. It tied in perfectly. Uh, how about the kid with the selfie? Amazing. But that was pretty cool. And the fact that he went into the stands, I thought was just another little touch that made it cool. I've been on the Timberlake bandwagon since day one, since mm. the, and since the, uh, the InSync. perm at NSYNC. Oh. And like, cause he's a musician. Yeah. I love the fact that he actually, he's really talented, mm. like as a musician. So I've always been a big fan of his music. I think he's pretty, like, I like stuff that I can listen to with my daughters yes. and like you, he can put them in the car and mm. you can sing along with him. He's fun. So I thought it was a spectacular job from JT. Uh, how about Pink? national anthem were you on board with that
2: uh, yeah i thought it was great. she had I the flu was,
3: I, you were right you, how many things were you right on? i Which? was right
2: about everything so no i was cleavage? right about i was right about her having blonde white hair whatever yeah. it was no cleavage being under two minutes also i was right about justin Timberlake coming out to the song filthy oh wow i yeah, put you no were right money on, on, that. on anything all it. right so okay. back
3: so the, the the halftime the only thing that i wasn't crazy about and this might not be popular I thought the Prince was too forced, and okay. I didn't love the song. So there Again, was a, the I, song I a ton of backlash. She exactly. got
2: a ton of backlash that, for that because he did. Prince said specifically when he was alive. Obviously, he said that he doesn't want to be a part of any sort of like reboot. Like he said that he looks down at artists who want to be somebody else. Like what's it called when you're brought back into
3: a hologram? Oh, yes, a hologram. Oh, so he, he
2: thinks that anything that's a hologram is like looked down on. He says it's not like he. He's like, that's not the way life is. Like if I was supposed to play with Duke Ellington, I would have been But it wasn't a hologram. Was. It was just like a big Correct, it wasn't. But Die Hard Prince fans are a little mad about it. Yeah. Because it was him singing. I just all the thought the song
3: choice song. wasn't the best. Like when we we talked about the song, I thought I didn't I thought the song choice wasn't that great. I
2: liked it. I thought it was you did? good. Yeah. Pop. I enjoyed it. I liked the I purple. Yeah, me too. Pop.
3: Yeah, really? me too. Uh so yeah, so that was pretty cool. Wait, also pink, How about pink? So we were watching, again, family was watching it unfold, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, she's chilling chewing gum? Because right oh, it before was a it lozenger. started, well, I didn't know that. Wait, 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 it's a what?
2: It was a lozenger.
3: <laughs> a lozenger? What's a lozenger? Wait, do I say it wrong? I think it's just a lozenge. <laughs> I call it a lozenger. Really? You do? I do, I do but <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a lozenge, but Both I call you it a lozenger. Guys okay, it. I do. cough drop. So, I so, but no, it there.
0: Cough but cough did drop. you know that
2: when you were watching it? Wait, it's a lozenge? Yes, it's a lozenge, apparently,
0: but I call it a lozenger the way I grew up.
2: Who decided that it was a lozenge? No, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> That's, that is the official name.
3: So, it's a cough drop but I, I thought on. that I thought it was like, oh man, what a trashy move during the Super Bowl to have gum and to spit it out. But she and she must have taken heat for it because she tweeted right away. Yeah. It was a lozenge, people. She did say lozenge, Lozen. not lozenger. lozenge. My uh, <laughs> <like> <laughs> She did a great job. Was it good? I missed it. Uh, I mean, it was. It was she good. was great. Yeah, she it was great. good. It was solid. She, yeah. Yeah. How about uh commercials?
2: the Olympic commercials yeah. i think stole the show They're like they good. were they were so good
3: the Sean White one i was pumped up yes. and i don't think i would ever be pumped up from a little snowboarder skateboarder mm-hmm. guy but that was pretty sweet with ac all the
2: stories like they just they had really good stories when they the Lindsay the Vaughn one i was yeah. like
3: my i was watching that with my girls again mm-hmm. like so, and i was like you got now my daughter's a swimmer so i was like okay. we're saving all your videos so we can do a commercial <laughs> like That's this she's really shy she's like i'll never do that <laughs> but oh. was watching that uh, the Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, that's, that's amazing. Stole it. That did that, that was, that was, you know, phenomenal. I
2: didn't even see that. Dirty live. Dancing? Oh, you did? I it? saw it on Instagram and I was oh like, what God. was I doing? Like, I didn't even, <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing that nobody, I, I came back, nobody was talking about it. Right. I thought that commercial was really good. I also really liked the one with Morgan Freeman. Oh, the Doritos, and Doritos the and from the from Lord of, Mountain Dew? No, Lord of the, no, Peter Dinklage. Lord
3: of the yeah, yeah.
0: He's yeah. from, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. The, the Doritos that. where they're spitting fire. Yeah, that was great. Spitting the Buster
2: Rhymes. Dude, the one, Rhymes and Missy Elliott. The one that got
0: the biggest laugh in our house out loud was the uh, Febreze commercial. Oh, I don't
3: remember like that stuff, I don't either.
0: Stuff Don't Stink. My son Stuff Don't Stink. <laughs> yeah. Was, he, I didn't oh my miss God. it. I, was, was, I, I got I, I
3: to go back and watch all right. them all, all over again. Uh... Debo D- 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 put the dilly-dilly ones in here. I thought those were getting a little played out I'm and, out like, a little dilly. bit too – over. Like, it. I like the, f- the, f- the phrase is funny, but I thought it was a little bit too, like, hey, we have to blow it out for the Super Bowl. And I didn't think it was that the funny. B- the Bud Knight? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah the like, Bud so. Knight was catching My catchy, dad I, was
2: obsessed with that. He wouldn't he stop talking it? about it. Yeah, and I was like, Dad, it's not funny. Stop <laughs> talking about
3: it. But,
2: like, he was telling – as every person came into the house, he would, like, retell the story of that commercial. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. It's kind of <laughs> like
3: the – you guys – I don't know if Hannah remembers this. You remember this. The what? Uh, oh, I, of
1: course I remember the, that.
3: that. It was funny for a while, and then it like oh, just kind of I fades and that. dies. So I think Dilly <laughs> Dilly has ran its course as well. I so I cannot
2: believe it's a lozenge.
3: <laughs> Did you go, you looked it blowing. up? My whole life is a yeah. lie. You that's looked like, it up too, <laughs> didn't you? you no, Googled I didn't it. even.
2: I looked up Pink's tweet, and she said lozenge. Exactly. and I thought I thought oh typo. That's, <laughs> <'cause>, that's, <laughs> <'cause>, that's <laughs> what I,
0: it is. I cannot be wrong. This is definitely that.
3: And Giselle was very courteous after the game. I think she was consoling her children, so she didn't yell at anybody because Brady dropped. It. There was a lot of people ripping her yeah. and going after her because she said nobody, nobody else can catch her. her. Said, clearly, said Tom can't catch Anthro. Clearly same time. he <laughs> can't <laughs> catch. <him. laughs> it was pretty good. That was way too easy for everybody. Uh, but that was a, it was a phenomenal game. But there was uh, some other stuff that transpired this weekend. So we'll get to that with Hannah. Here's what's happening with Hannah.
2: All right, so this one doubles as our best of the weekend duo to some tear-jerking reaction videos. They're golden, guys. The 2018 NFL Hall of Fame class announced on Saturday night with T.O. Terrell Owens finally getting in on his third try. It didn't take as long for first balloter Randy Moss. Three defensive legends also set to be enshrined with Ray Lewis, Brian Ehrlicher, and Brian Dawkins getting the call uh, knock on the door
3: no it was pretty cool I've actually played with or against a lot of these guys which kind of makes you feel old but also it's kind of cool to be able to share with people like hey I played against that guy Randy Moss was with me at Florida State he was a no-brainer to me T.O. who absolutely the only reason he wasn't in is because the media doesn't like him and they wanted to send that message but ultimately if you look at his numbers it was no choice but to put him yes. in Brian Dawkins probably the only one that was a little bit questionable between him and John Lynch who do you put in And I have no problem with Dawkins going in, and I think John Lynch will be in eventually.
2: I love T.O. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Skins dished out some valuable assets to acquire Alex Smith. Now they might be trying to recoup some of that by, yep, franchise tagging Kirk Cousins. Again, the plan would include a sign-in trade after tagging Cousins for the third straight offseason. So,
3: Debo, let me ask you this. So is this just us as people finding out more of the intricate details of
1: the trade? This was
3: in place already. Like, this is not the Redskins screwing him, is it? <laughs> it better not be.
1: No, this has been reported. But, I mean, it ends up potentially screwing Kirk Cousins in the process.
3: Right, because the deal would have to be in place. But I think ultimately he will have to sign off in this one or he'll have a holdout. But I think he's going to get that – uh the optimal deal in place where he finally does get paid a long-term deal. And hopefully the Redskins don't screw him as much as they have already.
2: All right, this one from Saturday. St. John stunned Duke with an 81-77 upset victory, but it might have been Coach K's that were the most shocking. So he didn't hold back on his young team saying, quote, they made us look bad, but we made ourselves look bad. We didn't play basketball the first 32 minutes worthy of our program. And he went on to claim it was Disgusting. Really, my dad called me about this game because he was so excited that Duke lost. But <laughs> yeah. did Coach K take it too far? You guys are such
3: haters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate, I mean, I hate Duke haters. too, but you guys hate every he good I Syracuse. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's
0: okay. I, no, he didn't go too far. These are these are 18, 19, in some cases, 20-year-old men. And if they didn't go out there and do what they were supposed to do, that's his job is to put him in check. I, I don't know what St. John's record is this year. I don't follow it like they that. They were
3: 10 but, and 13. I yeah. watched the game. That's t- like that's. They did the typical, like, hey, we're the really good team. We all we have to do is show up. And then they flipped the switch too late yeah. and they couldn't close it out. So I, and if you, I can't believe you asked him that question. If you think he went too far, when he goes too far with third graders every single weekend, <laughs> then yeah. you know he's if not going to Somebody gonna stay had video fit. of me
0: yesterday, <laughs>
3: like, but uh, you didn't yeah, get kicked right. Right. out. I did not get
0: kicked out. All right, out good. Enough. So uh, we're making progress. Yeah, I'm making progress. <laughs> we're growing. There's say, some growth. Yeah.
2: I want you to say that exact quote. It was disgusting. Really. It was <laughs>
0: disgusting. I, I said, uh, listen, I had a, our fifth grade teams played yesterday, and I don't remember exactly what I said because I blacked out for a minute when I was yelling <laughs> at him, but it's, it's something along those lines. It's your yeah. moment.
2: Not all Boston teams were losers on Sunday. Al Horford's fadeaway at the buzzer lifted the Celtics over the Blazers 97 to 96. Horford with 22 and 10 as the Celts maintain a two-game lead over the Raptors in the East.
0: And it it's a win, um... I'm sure this. this look, the Seas grind them out, so they're going to have a lot of games where they may be a buzzer beater. Um, they, they, you know, somebody hits a shot with 20, 30 seconds left, and they get a stop to, uh, to, to maintain a victory. They're just not a really good offensive team. Yeah. kind of do it by committee, but defensively, they grind you out. Two game lead in the East. Um, they need a break, though. I feel like I feel like they're hitting a the wall right now. They need some rest to get away and, and refresh.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so those are some of the highlights of the weekend. There are also some worst of the weekend. I didn't watch it Saturday night. The Cavs were on national TV on their place. They're playing the Rockets. They got smoked by uh, 120 to 88. It that, was the fifth worst loss of LeBron's career. Well, Go ahead. That didn't even do it justice. Right. Like that score. Right. They were down 40 at it, one time. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was brutal. Uh, so I asked you before the confidence scale, 1 to 10 that the Cavs win the Eastern Conference. You started at a 6. Then you went down to a 4. That was before Saturday night. Where are you now on the confidence scale of the Cavs getting to the finals?
0: I'm at a two. It's that bad. Uh, it's bad. And-
3: now but they did come back and they said Tyler was safe, right? They, they that was last week. They said no Tyloo's not going anywhere. We're going to they reiterated that he's the guy in charge. But man, LeBron said I'm at a loss for words. That was his comments after the game. Uh, he it was funny because he actually said they should take us off every nationalized t- nationally televised game for the rest of the season. We haven't played good ball and we got our butts kicked every time we play on national TV. So I'm at a loss for words. I don't. I just think they're bad. I don't think it has anything to do with the national TV jinx. They're just not that good that year.
0: No, and I, I think he was saying that they don't deserve to be on national TV because they don't right. like that. That's not a product that anyone wants to watch. I was sitting there. I kept my son up. He had a game the next morning, but I wanted him to see the Cavs and it became evident very early that they weren't putting up any kind of fight. It was it was embarrassing. If you were a Cavs fan or a player, that was embarrassing. They were – any number of times guys came down the court, no hand up on three-point shooters. Uh, Ryan Anderson, head fake, two dribbles to the rim, two-handed dunk. Ryan Anderson ain't dunked in seven years. Like the, there is so much dysfunction there, and that's what really worries me about Yeah. Them. There were so many dudes like when pick and roll happened and the – the strong side corner is supposed to bump the big high before he gets to the front of the rim, right? And then you can get some help from somewhere else. There were so many instances like that where, where one person didn't do their job, so the next person didn't do their job. And then everyone's got their hands up in the air looking at each other like, dude, what the F? That's dysfunction. Yeah, Isaiah
3: Isaiah's the one that's calling him out. And I kind of like it because usually it's only LeBron that calls people out, that calls them out left and right. Isaiah said, I don't know the last time we got in the floor for a loose ball. I know the teams I've been on, defense is determined on deflection steals, loose balls. Who's the hardest working team? That's my question. If this team, like they've done before in years past, they don't really care about the, uh, the regular season because they know all they have to do is just get to the postseason. Then they bump it up and they flip that switch. And I think that's frustrating this for us, Isaiah, because he's never been on a team that can afford to do that. But it's, it feels different than that. This right? isn't that,
0: right? It's like if, deeper. If it were that, I'd be fine with them still. Right. But you could see, you could tell. This isn't that. This is. This is. Uh, no one's got an answer. Yeah. It's dysfunction, and the problem with Isaiah doing it is you're playing really bad. Yeah. And you know, when people would bring me in as a vet, and they want me to be a leader on their team, it's I would weird. tell organizations, look, look. I don't have much of a role and that's fine with me. But right. then I can't be leading the team cuz people are going to be looking at me like, "Bro, shut up."
3: You, you have know? to earn
0: the respect you have to earn first. and he's got none. He's got none in Cleveland right now. You got to get on get on the court, do your thing, and then you can start preaching about what the team needs to do. You're about you're
3: about to bail. You're out of two. I am about to bail on the Cavs. You know who isn't? It's Vegas. They're still the favorite. <laughs> to win the Eastern Conference. Celtics are are behind him. It's not really that close. Everybody I, And everybody's betting on LeBron, if you're betting that the Cavs are going to get there, that he's just going to flip that
1: switch. All right, Debo, let's do some topics, man. What do you got for us? All right, we're going to start. We're going to go back to the Super Bowl because we have to go back to the Super Bowl. Eagles left tackle Lane Johnson. He was suspended last year, which really hurt the birds. They struggled in his absence. But this summer, he promised to make it up to the city and to the fans and even promised free beer if the Eagles – Made and won the Super Bowl Well, Bud Light actually responded back in July Saying, if you win, free beer for the whole city That's a couple million people <laughs> Well, so
2: what happens? That's maybe
1: dope. they regret it now Because, this is sweet to say The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions But <laughs> Bud Light is going to make good And have one free beer for everyone over the age of 21 Along the parade route at bars is this a good idea?
0: Dilly Dilly.
3: Whoa. They're actually going to do it. It's, it's kind of like, cause you see, um, some of the like Dunkin' Donuts, don't they have a free something day, free donut day? Uh, you get other like ice cream shops give like a day cause it's really good exposure mm-hmm. for your cup your brand. If you let them do it, I don't They, it's great exposure for Bud Light. Like it's free advertising. You get it out there. Yeah. People
1: are going to try it. It's a lot of Bud Light. But I bet they weren't free. complaining. They, Bud Bud I bet Light.
3: they weren't counting on it when it bold. happened.
1: Uh, It is pretty cool that they actually did something with it too. And and the numbers for this parade, it's not announced yet, uh, uh, when it's gonna be, but it's gonna be, be, I would guess, around two, three million people. So that's, that's a lot of Bud Light. You should stay home. It's probably tomorrow, right? Don't they always No, they're, they're trying to push it to Wednesday, which is a big day for us, but I don't wanna say too much if the bosses listen, but I'm gonna try to go on Wednesday. What's the parade route up there today? Broad Street. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's gonna yeah. be fe- yeah. people
3: like it. It's good if it's Wednesday because then they can, because you know they're gonna be hurting today. They kind of recoup and then just go all out again. Like I, schools will have to be canceled. Like just do that's it all. all. Make so it a absolutely. holiday. I, I love it.
1: I can be the Canal and Bell correspondent from the parade and report <laughs> yeah, from the parade. Right? <laughs> we need it. We need it. <laughs> that's sure that works. I'll just post videos on Twitter. All right. How do we feel about these celebrities? And we talked about this beforehand. But the celebrities being focused on so much, Bradley Cooper showed a lot, but it was hard to ignore him because he was sitting right next to the Eagles owner. We talked about Kevin Hart, Mike Trout shown a bunch, Steph Curry was there. Is it taking away from the Super Bowl at all, or is that part of the Super Bowl being such a big stage? And also, Kobe's reaction video was one of my favorite of the night, celebrating with his daughter.
2: That was great. I loved watching that Kobe video. I I feel like the celebrity, that doesn't matter. It's like fun to see them involved. Like it's fun to see them being just like everyone else. Like Will Smith was also pumped on Instagram, but I loved seeing all the support. I like I see nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it at
3: all. I didn't take. I think it's away like it's like a uh, it like when you had Floyd Mayweather McGregor, like everybody's showing right. who's there. Like that makes yeah. it the event that it is because everybody wants to be there. It's the hardest ticket to get, so you kind of amp that magnitude of the game by saying, "Look, these celebrities took their time to get to the game right. to make sure they're there." I just
0: really can't express how much like, excitement I got seeing Kevin Hart and stuff. <laughs> and I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> right. But it just gives, like, like, dude, there are some boundaries here. Yeah. Bro. Like, this is the Super Bowl. You can't be on
3: the yeah. stage, brother. I don't care <laughs> who you trying are. It time to get on the stage. <laughs> it's I love crazy. it. He's
2: crazy. Yeah. He's the only celebrity. But don't you think
3: that security guard will probably, like, wouldn't you? Don't
0: you think he should have been allowed up there? Or no? No. No. Kevin Hart on the Super Bowl with, with <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie and who else was up? It was like Earth yeah, was the only other yeah. guy up there. Right. Right. Like, why they would Kevin Hart up, be there up there eventually? Doug like, Peterson, Stop. like no. three or four guys. Get back, bro. This isn't the improv. I would, I would have loved
3: it, especially if he was drunk <laughs> like he said he was. If yeah. he actually would have gotten up there and been able to talk and like been yelling like
2: bro, that could have been was,
0: epic. He was looking at the dude like, bro. <laughs> right. Don't fantastic. you know who I am? It was
1: fantastic.
2: No, I was gonna say the only celebrity thing I had a problem with was Kylie Jenner, which one of the Kardashian sisters announcing that she was pregnant like literally hours before the Super Bowl and it went viral and everybody was sending it to me and I wasn't on social media. I was like, get off. You
3: know what I thought it was pretty funny? I think this speaks to the, like how big the Super Bowl is, how big a celebrity you have to be before the game, they were showing Bradley Cooper and he was on the sidelines and he was mm-hmm. hanging out with Miles Teller, who's a pretty big movie oh, yeah. star as well.
1: And, his and they didn't, fiance. like they
3: had the bottom thing. They had like, this is Bradley Cooper and they said it. And no they didn't nobody even acknowledge Miles Teller that was standing right next oh, to him. Oh, he is I was so like, much That's cooler kinda, than Bradley
2: Cooper. Well, I think so too. <laughs> Miles Teller is, really is so cool dude. cute. Yeah. And <laughs> his his fiance, Kelly Sperry, is yeah. like so hot. Smoking hot. hot. Yes. Yeah.
3: He was a, cause I actually got to meet him up in Bristol. He did one of those car washes mm. and he was really cool. Like he's yes. a good dude. He's funny. I think he's a Really That's like academic. the
2: guy in high school who has like a major glow up. Like, right. he, like is a normal dude, and then he just becomes like a right. superstar. And he's <laughs> hot. Right. <laughs> All right,
3: what else you got for us?
1: All though? right, I guess we got to move on from the birds, fly eagles, fly. But Danny, tell us the top three reasons you didn't go to the University of Florida, or just maybe one of them.
3: Well, one of them, the the only one you need is the video that went viral from Gainesville. It was that a hoops game? And it was halftime or something, and they had the dance team (laughs) was trying to lead the crowd in something. I don't know what it was. They were playing some Cardi B, and the fans were trying to, like, mimic the dancers, I guess. And you saw some of the most unrhythmic – I don't even know if it's a word – white, awful. Yeah, (laughs) it was (laughs) atrocious. It was embarrassing for the city of Gainesville, and that's why I didn't go there.
0: At Kim
1: Ellen Bell on Twitter. Check
3: it out.
0: Do we we have any, like, taps audio or something like – (laughs) like, something, like, going – like, because – Florida is officially gone. They've left the building. Like Florida is not a destination where anyone should should want to go at this Why point. Was you was there have...
2: nobody who had like any sort of rhythm or like swag? No one. Like no one. nobody there was. One. In there that...
3: wasn't a
0: brother in the house. No, well, right. oh, certainly the... there wasn't.
3: Like
2: what was happening? Who, who were the look? Like, what can we game do some was research? going? Like, who, who signed was, off on it? Who was, right. You know, who was like who decided? Oh, we're gonna lead this exact group of people, and
0: right. they all had the same bad dance.
2: Oh, it was like awful. everyone but, did like, the same bad dance. was So. Or did cardi b say anything
0: about it uh, she, she should she should she announce it. university it of was
3: florida, almost like a, it was almost like they took the people from the country bar doing the line dancing that's really bad and just threw that's it all out there, is there to do
2: to some... in gainesville <laughs> those people don't those folks don't please know how to... tell <laughs> it please awful. tell everybody
3: what now this is the other reason debo is hannah and Rajai and i were talking before the show and what did you say about what what of your which one of your friends went to florida state <laughs> well, go ahead. You can say. It. You can
0: share it with
2: us. What did I say? I you know. said all the people, all mouth. the two types of people. Oh, the hottest people from Jupiter, my hometown where I grew up. Yes. All the really hot people went to FSC. That yeah. may or may not have been Hayley, why I chose Florida. Today. Johnson, I love you. One of my best friends. She's still in Florida now. She's she's a smoke show, but she's, she's the an one, exception. She's the, <laughs> one she's the one exception. <laughs> yeah, there might be
3: one or two there uh, in Gainesville. All right, so that's 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 there. You have it. Uh, fun show today. Lots, we got to a lot on the Super Bowl. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure you follow us on uh, on Twitter, at Canel and Bell. Debo, post that video of the Florida fans embarrassing themselves. (laughs) Go have Uh, some
2: lozengers. Yeah, go have some lozengers while you're at it. Uh, If
3: you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, congratulations. Debo, make sure you hydrate. That's the best way to get rid of the hangover that I'm sure you have. Uh, Try to stay there for the parade. We could definitely use you uh, for a correspondent. We'll try to talk to our bosses, the powers that be. See if we can get that done. Uh, go check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, download, and uh, leave us some comments on the five-star review. And uh, thanks for checking us out. Have a good Monday.